For the end of the world. This is Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Your Community Spirit, 91.1 FM, on Community Radio, WDBX. And uh, I'm pleased to report we have a special guest here in the studio today. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Not really. (laughs) No. I think think I'd rather be outside in the sun right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think I would too, actually. But it's such a good show. You know, we we decided to set aside a half hour of our out in the sun time to come and share all these good happenings with you. Very much so. I think that's really important that we... Um, let you know what's happening in the world and in our community and give up some of our time and thank you for giving up some of your time to listen to our insane <laughs> what is it, blather right? yes, our insane blather, hopefully with a sense of humor um <laughs> we have a lot of happenings because this is a happening town we are counting down now to the first day of spring. Yes, uh, it's almost here. That's what the music that's playing in the background right now is. That right there is the sunrise ritual. So in honor of the sun, we have some music for the sun. Here comes the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had the joy of installing solar in negative 7 degrees in Iowa. That was fun. But it wasn't so bad because it was negative 7 degrees until the sun came up. Hmm. And then once the sun came up, it got up to a balmy 23. (laughs) It's pretty exciting. Today 
in Happenings International Coffee Hour. This is sponsored by the International Friends Club every Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. You can mix with students from all, all over the world, and now a lot of community members come too, because our town is becoming very international. <laughs> Thank you, SIU. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And other happenings, the Film Fridays. Uh, we, some of you may have been wondering when that's coming back. There was talk of starting it a little bit earlier, but they've decided to restart the Film Fridays at the Big Muddy IMC when they've completed renovations. And their plan is to complete renovations by April 1st. So, Is that a joke? <laughs> no, as soon as they said that, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> People are going to think this is an April Fool's joke. But no, no that's, that's the goal, is April 1st, to have everything all nice and tidy. So then April 2nd is a Friday. So, looks like on April 2nd, they haven't picked a film yet, but that's when it will resume. Did you realize it's already March? Yeah, it snuck up on me. It marched up behind me. And yeah, today is March 5th. It's already well, five days. Fifth? Yeah, I, I forgot it, it was it, even that far. Yeah, March 5th. Okay, good. I'm, I'm checking to be sure. Cause <laughs> you say that, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Today is Friday, March 5th, and Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner features Iranian food with Hamid and his wife, Somaya. I, I, he's not going to get mad at me that I said his name wrong hmm. because... This couple is a very awesome couple. They came to the Rice and Spice dinner one week, and they said, we are cooking. We want to show our country. We want to show our culture. Hmm. They are going to bring a video, music, food, you know, 25 friends. (laughs) Show the spirit of Iran here in southern Illinois. Yeah. And I'm very proud to... Sounds exciting. So if you want to meet... uh Habib and Samaya and 25 of their friends. Uh, uh, what are the details on that? Um, <laughs> yes, okay. It's uh, Friday uh, today from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Gaia House Interfaith Center. They, so, yes, our they, next... They, they threw in a little. It says, you want to hear something about the 10,000 years of history, too. Oh, yeah, 10,000 years of history. That's a good point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's other parts of the world where there may not be 10,000 years of history, but they have it there. Oh, pretty much anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that region, I mean, there is history going back a long ways. Yeah. And and oral and written history. Not just, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> will do. Um, okay. So, let's see. Other happenings. We've got the uh, Saturday Habitat for Humanity. Uh, they will be working at 406... East Burke Street in Carbondale on Saturday. And this is the first day getting yeah. back into it. And there's a note from the um, coordinator of the Jackson Union County Habitat for Humanity. Folks, it's time to get w- to work on our new home. I hope everybody had a good rest. We will be working this Saturday starting at 8 a.m., um, smoothing out the crawl space, trenching around the uh, interior footing, laying drain pipe. Essentially, it sounds like, you know, setting it up to um, make the foundation of the house. Um, The location is 406 East Burke Street in Carbondale, and that's tomorrow morning. It's pretty exciting, making a house happen. (laughs) We also have the Vigil for Peace. That's uh, Saturdays from noon to 1 p.m. 
corner of Maine and Illinois. Um, Saturday, March 6th from 9 a.m. till 12, out at SIU's Touch of Nature, the Public Maple Syrup Breakfast and Workshop. That's right. Treat yourself to a scrumptious pancake breakfast, followed by a two-hour maple syrup workshop. Um, more information and advanced registration only at 618-453-1121. And um, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I get to uh, eat some pancakes. I bet they'll have some syrup to put on the pancakes, too. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> and you'll yeah. learn about syrup. So here we go. Uh, I don't know if I like that they're doing the breakfast first. <laughs> it seems like you should just you know spend two hours making the syrup. Getting well, that's an idea. You'd get super hungry, so you'd eat more. So they're they're being smart. You'd eat less <laughs> first. Yeah. Okay. They're thinking. <laughs> sometimes Otherwise, I sometimes I do my thought process out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you might be eating the syrup as you go. <laughs> I have done that, and it's not very good in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta work it. It's. I mean, it's it tastes like tree bark. I mean, you know, the liquid coming out in the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then as you boil it down, it gets uh, sweeter and sweeter and thicker and thicker. (laughs) So, yep. Um, Okay. So that's a good happening. Looks like we've got another happening also coming up on Saturday. This is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., though. It's the Geology of the Cache. It's at the Cache River State Natural Area, Cache River Wetlands Center, 8885 Street, Route 37, uh, South in Cypress, Illinois. Geology can reveal secret wonders about the natural history of an area. Did you know there's secret wonders? <laughs> yes, especially in the Cache River Basin. The Cache River watershed is situated at a major junction of diverse climate, terrain, and topography. The program will include a slide presentation, material samples, and an optional hiking tour. If you're going on the hike, bring a sack lunch. So you can call 618-657-2064. And I like the Cache River State Natural Area. Good place. And I, of course, forgot to put something on the calendar. Tomorrow at John A. Logan from 9 to 4.30, I'm going to be teaching a class called Solar Knowledge for Beginners. Um, This course's classroom prepares you for the intermediate class that I'll be teaching, but, I mean, it's an introduction to photovoltaics and solar energy, and the idea is for people, you know, homeowners to be able to talk to contractors, contractors to get a brief knowledge about it, and um, it's an all-day class, so 9 to 4.30, and it you would have to call Johnny Logan to register or just show up. Um, but call Johnny Logan to register is 618-985-2828, extension 5, or you can go to johnnylogan, J-A-L-C dot E-D-U slash C-O-N-T for continuing, <laughs> oh, C-O-N-T underscore E-D for continuing ed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at promoting myself, huh? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good class, though, and it's like you said, it, 
anybody who wants to learn more about how solar works, you know. And then if you want to do it professionally, you might take an intermediate class later. But if you're just a homeowner, you can at least take the beginning one. Just a homeowner? Excuse me. <laughs> just a homeowner. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. Um, again, today is Friday, the 5th of March. Let us get into some fancy holidays. Yes, holidays. Today is Corpus oh. Atkins. Uh, yeah, I'd like to mention this one, actually. Because uh, Crispus Attucks Day, uh, we were just reading about him in the uh, the People's History of the United States uh, book club that we're doing. Uh, Crispus Attucks was the first of five people killed in the Boston Massacre in Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. He has been frequently named as the first martyr of the American Revolution and is the only Boston Massacre victim whose name is commonly remembered. Now, is he, when, when they say this, is it actually in history books? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, well, it's in people's history, but I think it's also in the mainstream history books, too. Because, I mean, I, the only way I knew that name is because we have a park. Yeah, we have. Here in town, named after him. Yeah, named after him. Which is, that's the only thing I knew about him. Yeah, which I thought was interesting, because the first time I read it, I didn't know about the park yet, because this was, like, you know, ten years ago or something, but... But now I, I saw the name again, and I'm like, that's right, we've got the park named after him. Yeah, that's why I got this explanation. I went to Wikipedia and got the explanation. Yeah. Because I, I was like, okay, what is this? So name? now you get to learn what our park is named after. Yeah, there you go. Revolutionary. See? And I like asking people, you know, what is, you know, I constantly ask, what is Motel 6? What does that mean? And nobody can tell me. So if you know, <laughs> tell me. Well, Motels 1 through 5 uh, went out of business. <laughs> Motels 6. But yeah, you can check out People's History of the United States for more story on that, too. They talk a lot about that period. Um, today is Shabbat across America and Canada, and it's the World Day of Prayer. For what? It doesn't matter. Just remember, it's the World Day of Prayer. Yes. And uh, tomorrow is the anniversary of the fall of the Alamo. And it's also Independence Day for Ghana. Congratulations. I love Independence Day for any country. Now, on Monday, the 8th of March, is Fun Facts About Names Day. Now, next Wednesday is also Learn About Your Name, What Your Name Means Day. <laughs> so, Fun Facts About Names Day. Let's see. What's a fun fact about a name? <laughs> well, my name, or spelled A-U-R is Hebrew and Latin, and it means light or to enlighten. You, um, The word or is used a lot in religious prayers, Hebrew religious prayers. Um, the spelling, A-U-R, is a masculine, this is a fun fact, hmm. is the masculine version of aura. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like, I have, my name is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and You have an aura, you're radiating light. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, if you have a fun fact about your name, I regularly ask people what their name means, and most people don't know. <laughs> I know what my name means. I picked my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it kind of picked you. Yeah, it kind of picked me. And but you approved. Yeah, I approved of it. I, I went with it. And I actually, for one year in my teenage years, um, did not go by or. <laughs> you know, I was rebellious. Yeah. You know, I, I just went by a family nickname, but <laughs> still, I wasn't that rebellious. <laughs> Yeah, but actually a lot of people don't know about me. My original name that my mother gave me was Justin Patrick O'Neill. You're letting it out! Yes, it's my secret identity, <laughs> revealed here on the radio. <laughs> and it's, it was 
And it has an interesting name origin because it means Justice's Noble Champion. There you go. <laughs> so my mom had already had a push in me in this direction, <laughs> doing community work. And now you're like a superhero. Yeah. I said that a little sarcastically. <laughs> I apologize because I don't want you to beat me up later. <laughs> no, I use People my superpowers for good. People who know you get that joke, yeah. Yeah, I only use my powers for good. Yeah. And I'm also not very capable of beating people up anyway. It's like, um, Monday is girls write, as in writing, right now. So, you know, write something <laughs> to somebody. I just got a postcard from my pen pal in France. I was very excited. I like pen pals. It's also the anniversary of the U.S. income tax. <laughs> I didn't say that very mean, did I? Um, okay, yeah, so Tuesday, uh, let's see. Oh, organize your home office day. Um, but, but it's also panic day. Yeah, it's also panic day. That's n- probably not a coincidence. <laughs> you panic as you try to organize your home office. Unique names day. It's a na- name-themed week. Yeah, it's like Monday is fun facts about your name. Tuesday is Unique Name Day, and Wednesday is Learn What Your Name Means. Oh, and it looks like Tuesday is also a dark day in history, the anniversary of the Barbie doll. <laughs> I was like, dark day in history. <laughs> For me, it's the birthday of Americo Vespucci. Oh, yeah, the explorer. Yeah, so when you said dark day, I didn't expect you to say Barbie. I thought you were going to say Americo Vespucci, because that's what America is. America is named after. You know, even though, of course, Columbus discovered America first, right? Yeah, <laughs> Why do people say Columbus discovered America when America Vespucci, that's why it's called America? <laughs> yeah, well, they, they say it because they don't know that the uh, indigenous discovered it first. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> the first you know, European to Yeah, America discover, Vespucci yeah. discovered America first. Why do every history book say Columbus? <laughs> history is a funny thing. Um, that's because it's his story. It's written by the conqueror. They can write whatever they want, right? Yeah. Um, Wednesday is Harriet Tubman Day, Mario Day, hmm. Paper Money Day, Registered Dietitian Day, Telephone Day, and the anniversary of the Jupiter Effect and the Salvation Army, you know, in the U.S., the actual Salvation Army, not the Salvation Army of the country of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we... we all right, what else we got? We have to get into some news. Yeah. What sort of news do we have this week? So let's see. Oh, here's one about uh, clean energy. That's a good thing to talk about. Pass a clean energy bill already. Um, that was not very convincing. <laughs> attitude, attitude. Pass a clean energy bill. <laughs> <laughs> already. <laughs> okay, so Representative uh, Tom Periello, quote, Every week the Senate doesn't act, we're giving up jobs. Here's another quote. <laughs> you don't want to make people think you said this, huh? <laughs> well, we'll let them know what the, the, you know, the movers and shakers said before we babble about it. Until the Senate gets its head out of its rear end and starts to see the crisis we're in, our country is literally at risk, says Representative Tom Periello uh, from Virginia, arguing that a clean energy and climate bill needs to be signed into law pronto. Uh, conventional wisdom says that Periello should be at risk in his re-election race this year because of his vote for the House Energy and Climate Bill. But he argues that voters respect him for doing what he thinks is right, and standing behind it, 
even when they disagree. <laughs> he's a he's a naive, optimistic kind of guy. It's kind of kind of nice to see a politician who's naive. Yeah, well, a politician who stands behind what he believes in. Yeah, instead of you know what people tell him to believe. Yeah, because that's pretty rare. So I I don't know. I don't think it's that rare. People stand up for what they believe in, even regularly, even though what the voters who voted them in say, you know, we want we want this, and they're like, no, whatever. <laughs> I th- I see that pretty frequently. Yeah. Actually. Well, sometimes it's a good thing when they've got a good idea that might help society. But if it's an idea that they're paid to endorse, it's not a good thing. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, I regularly see politicians who you know, don't do what the people want them to do. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don't we have a president who said he'd do stuff for renewable energy? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Still waiting. <laughs> There's this great video online about a guy who built a massive house with recycled glass bottles, okay? This video is in um, this guy, Tito. He's a character from a city called which is about an hour south of Buenos Aires. Um, he built an entirely massive home made entirely from, wait for it, wait for it, beer bottles and trash. <laughs> okay? And by massive, we mean six million bottles, which have been added to the home along 19 years. At least that's what he claims. So basically, this house was built on a long binge drinking. <laughs> yeah, he had two or three drinks, and he's like, you know, I could build a house out of these. And, and I w- <laughs> he woke up three weeks later. <laughs> I mean, the picture—the picture of it is beautiful. It is huge, but I mean, if you get a chance, go online and um, his last name is spelled I N G E N I E R I. And he built this massive house. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you didn't have a chance to write that down, send an email to us because we do now email our stories to you. Um, If you would like to receive the stories from the radio show, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Sorry, you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. Maybe you'll remember one of those, eh? Yeah. With your phonographic memory. <laughs> and I like that guy's last name, too, because Tito Ingenieri, it sounds like ingenious, you know. He's a brilliant guy. So let's see, we've got... I like... This is an interesting story, too. Biomimicry. Chemical-free, water-blocking material inspired by spider hair. Ooh, spider hair. <laughs> Looking very closely at spider hairs, scientists at the University of Florida have figured a way to mimic the varying lengths of spider body hair in order to create a flat, water-blocking, and self-cleaning surface that could be ideal for anything from food packaging to solar cells to windows. Uh, unlike water-repellent surface, surfaces we've seen so far, this one doesn't require the use of chemicals. The surface uses only the mimicked patterns of the spider's body hair to repel water. That's pretty exciting. Well, what was really exciting for me about this is I just reread this book called Ecotopia. Mm-hmm. And in the book Ecotopia, which was written in 1975, yeah. mm-hmm. I I highly recommend everybody. It's a good quick read, short read. Um, this guy wrote about how California succeeded from the U.S. 
and you know basically started its own country. But in there, he was talking about this new trend of clothing <laughs> that was um, biomimicking. Well, he didn't use the word biomimicking. Yeah, but it was following um, birds. <laughs> like literally, it was like when it rained, the the feathers would shed it. When it was hot, the fe- you know it would open up, and so you'd stay cool. <laughs> and so I was just like, that was like, yeah, people are finally catching on to something he was talking about. Well, thirty-five years <laughs> ago. Yeah, they're finally starting to catch up. Yeah, so <laughs> that's um, pretty exciting. I'm a big fan of trying to study nature and you know do biomimicry, you know learn from it instead of fighting against it. Okay, I'm throwing this one in because um, it has a little bit of attitude, and I like attitude. Ford said they'll launch five new electric vehicles by 2013. At the 2010 Geneva Auto Show, Ford took the opportunity to announce its plans for moving electric vehicles to market in Europe. Wow. Hmm. Not to be outdone by Volkswagen, which announced its electric vehicle strategy, Ford is planning on offering no less than five electric and hybrid vehicles for sale by 2013. The plan is going to look something like this. Ford, they have the strongest presence of any automaker at Geneva with the well-designed, economical, smaller cars on display. Um, It's nearly safe to say that Ford has emerged something of a leader for the American auto industry, and it's not quite safe to say yet. Indeed, as Ford is making serious strides, it's sort of like, what do you call it, an obnoxious bully at a kid's birthday party, being one of the first to offer to help clean up the mess afterwards. (laughs) You know? Or something like that. I can see that analogy. (laughs) Yeah, so, they're just... And the demand for small and energy-efficient cars in Europe is very strong i mean every time i've gone there i've ne- i've never seen very many big vehicles i mean I, they're they're all so cute and funny and interesting and <laughs> have character it's like people buy cars based on character <laughs> i was like what <laughs> instead so, of buying the biggest and most gas guzzling <laughs> let's see we have time for one more how about I just read a few of the, this about soy milk, and then we'll go into talking about water. Okay. Um, dairy milk gives you the willies, but is soy milk a safe alternative? Should you drink soy milk? Is soy milk green? It's important to ensure that you buy organic soy milk that's not genetically modified. Unfortunately, that's not as easy as it used to be. This is a result of the fact that it has become more difficult and expensive for soy milk producers to use organic soybeans in their milk. For example, a massive soy milk manufacturer, Silk, have shifted away from producing all organic products and started using conventional soybeans to save cash. In fact, today, 9 out of 10 soybeans carry Monsanto's genetically modified Roundup Ready trait. These genetically modified seeds are immune, immunized against Roundup, the mega herbicide produced by, wait for it, wait mm-hmm. for it, Monsanto. Farmers can then readily apply Roundup to kill everything but the immunized seeds. Um, 
Glossy advertising often goes a great job of confusing consumers when it comes to the difference between all natural and organic. Look closely at the USDA organic label and you know that it is certified. Mm -hmm. So if you do buy soy milk, make sure you buy organic. (laughs) Yeah, and I... There's a song about Monsanto that explains all of their misdeeds that I played on the Wednesday random show uh, when I was doing that. They're a long-time friend of mine, Monsanto. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, do we have time to talk about water footprint? Well, we kind of have to talk a little bit, (laughs) because World Water Day is coming up. Yeah. We'll have to talk about this more next week, but World Water Day is... um, March 22nd. Yeah. And I don't know if you realize this, but water is becoming a huge issue. I mean, energy is the world's largest industry. And that's why we have so many great wars. Yeah. But more and more wars and um, genocides are now happening over water. Because people people can live without energy. But water? Can't live without water. And it became an issue locally for a little while with the uh, proposal. You know, there was a suggestion, one of six suggestions to privatize the water. And people got really adamant about stopping that. And some people didn't understand why it was such a concern. But it's because water is a global issue now. And there's a lot of forces in play to try to take everyone's water away. And what this article is talking about is soon the idea of putting a water footprint label on food and any products, period. Did you know it takes 776 gallons of water to make a t-shirt? Hmm. Or but a pound of butter takes 2,044 gallons? Or a pound of beef comes at 2,500 to 5,000 gallons? Yeah, that's a lot of water. Just one avocado is 220 gallons. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, as we have a shortage of water... What do we eat that doesn't waste water? So um, That would and, be good. Yeah, so the World Water Conference in Stockholm, Sweden, they're going to unveil the first detailed corporate water footprint. And so that's basically the idea is how much water does your company use? Right now they have that with energy or not energy, carbon. Yeah. How much carbon does your company pollute? Now the next step will be how much water does your company waste? Yeah, so they might eventually have, like they have for food, the little nutrition panel. They could have the little ecological panel on products saying how much water, how much carbon, you know, how much mercury does it put into the air. Yeah, it's (laughs) like how natural or how sustainable, how much does it actually continue to work within the nature system Yeah. instead of working outside the nature system. So... I hope this has been an exciting... I think so. Nobody's saying anything. <laughs> You're going to have to let us know. Do, do you guys actually listen to this show? If you do, please let us know by um, sending us lots of money, or <laughs> at least the station. Um, but send us kudos. Um, last, We actually had someone send us money once. It was <laughs> yeah. a picture of a pile of money. It was a picture of, of a pile of money. <laughs> um, please send us kudos, complaints, and... The desire to be on our email list, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. You don't want people to email you? Oh, yeah, me, treesong (laughs) at treesong.org. We'll see you again.
on the radio. Enjoy the sunshine. Oh, yeah. Get out there. It's a nice day. <laughs>